I'm Tyler. Say something. Dennering. I'm Connor. Say goodbye to Michael and get over it, Hanson. <laughs> I am Brennan, Lumpy Fan Club Vice President Klein. <laughs> Vice President. <laughs> Only I demoted BP. myself. My boyfriend Ben actually took the took the top slot. Oh, there you go. Praise all that be lumpy. <laughs> Praise all. <laughs> a character I didn't realize was in this movie yeah. until L- you said it a minute mm-hmm. ago. Or named. <laughs> yeah, lumpy be the fruit. Lumpy be the fruit. <laughs> lumpy Blessed be the be cinema. The child. Blessed be the child that attempts murder and flees the scene. Uh, this is the Franchise Podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. We are talking about Halloween 2018 today, David Gordon Green's Halloween, as some know it. Uh, we are joined today <laughs> by Brennan Klein. He's the writer of, from Screen Rant and former co-host of Attack the Queer Wolf podcast. Woo! I said that really weird. You did. I wasn't sure when I was supposed to come in, but <laughs> yeah, hello, I hello, hello. Uh, I, I, I am back. Start over. We're just going to um, start over. I mean, no. if you want. No, oh, no. Now that I've started over, I made it a million times more awkward. That's <laughs> always how it works. Yep. <laughs> should we should we just power through? Just power uh, through, yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, I think la- last time you had me on was for a paranormal activity next of kin. So uh, this is better <laughs> yeah, than God. that. Yeah, this is better than that. That's it's a, a good market point. improvement over uh, Amish demon horror. Yeah. Well, mark. on paper that sounds awesome, but on, in execution, <laughs> I, I've got notes. And you heard them yeah. a year. We ago. heard them all. Yeah. <laughs> a year ago. Our yearly visit from Brennan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was. Times. It was October last year too. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, true. it's my. Uh, you said my name three times in the mirror, and I arrived on your podcast. <laughs> and you like said I'll gladly talk voice. about Paranormal Activity Seven. I was like, wow, cool. All right, <laughs> wow. we got the guess. only one. <laughs> <laughs> the only person ever who will happily talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'll, and I do it again. <laughs> they are. There's a new one coming out next year, so stay tuned. Really? Yeah. Or supposedly, oh they're probably gonna. They. It was supposed to come out this year, and then they kicked it to next year. So we'll see. Mm. They're giving more thought to the ghosts these days with Paranormal Activity. Oh, I'm sure that will not show up on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to our friend Toby? Where'd he go? I miss Toby so much. <sighs> I do too. The, it, it, wasn't he like actually Osmodeus or something like that? <laughs> yeah, he was Amadeus. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Asmodeus, like that mm-hmm. deep, one of the demon yeah, and, kings. And oh, yeah. Katie Featherston was Salieri. You, you missed the, <laughs> the obvious parallels. I want to watch that movie now. Oh, no, this is great. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, I love I loved that movie when I watched it. Wait, oh Amadeus? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's fine. I thought we were talking <laughs> about Paranormal <laughs> Activity next to Kin again. <laughs> Sorry, but that's not what we're talking about. I derailed it immediately. No, <laughs> we should derail it more. And uh, more. because before we talk about the movie that we're discussing today, they're a bit uh, redundant there. Uh, we're talking about our What's New? <laughs> Thank you, Connery. Last um, episode, you didn't do that. I had to, I had to shoehorn that in. We have to. F- you have to find some like bat sounds and like spooky keyboard to play underneath this time. Oh, I need to find like spooky or, or like organ music. <laughs> what about uh, what's boo for Halloween? Oh, what's boo? <laughs> <laughs> Just any new media we've been consuming lately, uh, or as um, I won't talk about it this time, but as She Hulk will say, content. Um, Connery. Oh my goodness. What is new with you? <laughs> That's new with me. Uh, I recently watched the newest, uh, that cyberpunk anime that came out. Oh, where is that? It's on Netflix. 
Oh, okay. And it was actually, I was surprised. I watched it. I was like, this, you know, this is everything the video game should have been. I don't know how this did it so right and the game did it so wrong. <laughs> it's not but, all yeah. buggy. Yeah, it's it's not all buggy. It tells a actually really good story about, like, losing your humanity to, like, machinery as, like, you keep adding to it. And to, like, the desire to be more powerful and protect the people you love, but losing yourself in the process. Is Keanu Reeves in it? Keanu Reeves is nowhere near this. <laughs> like he's noted as saying that or something or just, no, it just no, feels no. This, that this, way this is connery because like, is... i just i i thought his performance was so awful in the video game and i was like i'm oh. glad he's nowhere close to this well that doesn't make sense he was never given an awful performance before <laughs> <laughs> i've seen the lake house <laughs> his legendary performance man now i know now i want to watch that again <laughs> it's, it's been a few years Oh yeah, that's probably my my what's new. Cyberpunk uh, 2077. I think it's called Edge Runners. Yeah, Cyberpunk Edge Runners is what it's called. It's actually very, very, very good. Well animated. Wow. Good dialogue. The bad guy in it, I really like his look, where he has like one eye and like three eyes like on top of each other on his left side. I'm like, this guy looks cool. Yeah, I mean, Cyber uh, Cyberpunk was a franchise before 2077, right? I I think it was like. It was a tabletop game, and oh. then it was uh, made into a video game. It was like a tabletop game, like the '80s, '90s, and then it got, you know, made into this. And CD Projekt Red got the license for it. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so this no is their actual first game. <laughs> they're also known for The Witcher mm -hmm. franchise. I don't know what else, honestly, but yeah, Witcher they... three very good. And then when Cyberpunk 2077 came out, everyone was like, "This is very bad and buggy." <laughs> Yeah, and then they have quickly run back to The Witcher, <laughs> if you're keeping up with video yeah. game news. Wasn't there even a point where, oh god, I just saw right now, there's like five Witcher games that are supposed to come out. <laughs> yes, yeah, and like one new cyberpunk game, you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> didn't they take it off the PlayStation Store or something for yeah. a while? Yeah, it was so bad that they removed it from, I think, like a bunch <laughs> of different uh, gaming stores. Like, it was just a mess. Great. Ugh. Great. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the an the anime is fantastic. Watch it. It's I would argue the true cyberpunk experience. Uh, Tyler, what's new with you? <laughs> um, uh, what's new with me is what's new with you because I we oh. need to talk about Dear Evan Hansen. Waving through the window. <laughs> <laughs> is that um, is that an episode you're recording or did you just watch it? <laughs> we just watched it for fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> watched it. We watched it for fun and to like you know not do content and, and <laughs> every time we hang out together. <laughs> Yeah. Fair enough. So you decided on Dear Evan Hansen that that was the perfect like way to crystallize your friendship. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like <laughs> I think our friendship's already crystallized, and now we're both like, I can make you watch whatever I want. Exactly. Yeah. That that's more it. Or <laughs> it's like we're already solid now. It's like watch this horrible thing that I think you might like, where we might get some sort of sick enjoyment out of. Well, actually, yeah, it's less being forceful because we both agreed that's like yes, let's watch. <laughs> I think we both as consenting adults. <laughs> Agree to we watch Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, it's more of a BDSM film watching kind of experience. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we're just like sadists in a way, I suppose. Yeah. More masochists, really. And, yeah, masochists. Uh, that's but, it. No, uh, th there is something much more thrilling about watching a bad musical than watching any other kind of bad movie, although I like both experiences. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, unfortunately, it was like pretty boring at points. But mm -hmm. I mean, the main thing is that so like I don't know, Connery's really into musicals and always has been really, True. and and Broadway and everything. And uh, my girlfriend Lily and I put it on one night after uh, maybe taking an edible or two, <laughs> and we got like six minutes in, and we're like, we have to stop, we have to watch this with Connery because <laughs> Connery hadn't seen it yet. 
So. I, I remember, like, when we, we, you guys turned it on, and we were just like, what am I saying? You're like, no, stop! <laughs> <laughs> so this has been a, a plan, like, months in the making. So, yes, it's... Yeah. <laughs> It's it's definitely first degree uh, self infliction. It was it was premeditated to watch Dear Evan Hansen. Premeditated. It's not sprung on anyone. Yeah, you you watched Dear Evan Hansen in cold blood. <laughs> cold Truly, blood. Capote yeah. would be proud. <laughs> um, Connie, what did you think of? Uh, your namesake, dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> my namesake, my namesake, forever tarnished by this child. <laughs> By this 29-year-old man, no, I believe he was 27. We found it 27, 28 at the time of recording, at the time of making the movie. Yeah. He, he looks like he's like 40 at points, though. Yeah, but he he looks pretty old. Um, it, it's because of how much they tried to make him look young and failed. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And the way he like folds in on himself, it's, <laughs> it's very strange. But I don't know, I thought it was a horrifying crime thriller about a child lying and destroying a family <laughs> but i, yeah, I thought it was, I mean, I thought it it was just, horrible <laughs> it's not even like a hot take it's just what the movie's about which yeah. is really weird yeah it's basically the hand that rocks the cradle but a musical <laughs> <laughs> it's just actually like why i don't know uh, like i think even watching this uh i like turned to connery and i was like you know not every musical should get a movie <laughs> Like, this is one that I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, nobody went to see it. It didn't make very much money at all. So no. the proof is in the pudding. But I don't know why I expected it to be at least somewhat enjoyable. But it's mostly just like, I don't know. No, not to mention all the interior decorating, <laughs> the, the production design of the, the movie, like the house. I mean, you yeah. s- have you seen it, Brennan? Yeah, I, I saw it in theaters, baby. Whoa. Well, I was, I just... was the one. I was <laughs> okay. the one. I was already on Letterbox right now, and I just pulled up your uh, your review. Uh, oh, I don't <laughs> remember what I said about this movie. <laughs> uh, the worst. Of, oh, the, this movie makes a lot of wild swings that I don't appreciate. But the worst of them is being forced to imagine a world where an eighth grader reads and enjoys John Grisham. Oh, that's true. Because <laughs> he had the like the guy's like list of favorite things, and he was yeah. doing all of them in that montage, just reading a John Grisham novel, and that's yeah. just that would never happen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I also made it like I, I noticed that while watching the movie. There's like I don't even remember what other books. Oh, there was definitely Persepolis. There was, there was The Giver. Um, oh, The Cat's Cradle. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised Catcher in the Rye wasn't in there. But I know. Oh that's yeah, that's like truly totally shocking. Connor's jam. <laughs> um, that one that one song is really good. Uh, Sincerely Me, the one where they're writing rewriting the letters like the emails yeah, to fun. evan hansen from uh oh, connor yeah. murphy um but everything else is kind of it, it exists it's there on like, the screen they filmed it you, di- you didn't like whoa <laughs> is that waving through a window <laughs> yeah <laughs> um you know what i really love the way that they would just cut on the beat every single time and <laughs> it, it it was not jarring or ugly at all <laughs> I remember telling I was like, what is happening? What is going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anytime they, he says a word, it just cuts to somebody else that he's looking at. We yeah. also notice an abundant amount of rolls in that in a dinner scene. Oh, so yeah, many rolls. The family. There was like 15 dinner rolls. Yeah, and nobody eats a thing in that scene. No, yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> to be fair, the food doesn't look very good, but it's just a... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. My whole take on it, which is just the take of the movie, I think, is that it's basically Parasite the Musical. 
where this this kid like just buys into a lie or something and then just he's uh <laughs> exploiting an upper middle class family because in part he feels like they deserve it because they have like they're more well off than them and they also have no style whatsoever <laughs> in their home mm-hmm. so they just have money and not a lot of style and they just want to give him the entire college fund of their dead son <laughs> that part is so upsetting because you're just like oh no he's grifted this entire family now. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, nothing happens to him. Several times throughout the movie, I'm like, he needs to go to prison or something. Like, he needs at least a lawsuit against him because he just destroyed not just his family, but, like, this entire town's perception of, like, what a person is. Like, <laughs> I also like that part. Where like, oh, my God, Connor's trending. And also banana because they just <laughs> zoomed in on a banana. That was a running gag as there's, well. There's, like, like, a dolly push in where it's, like, looking at Evan Hansen from really far away because he's sitting alone. And there's just, like, a really... Um, Big bright banana. banana in the middle of the shot that's out of focus. So that's beautiful. Uh, but also in the, in that sequence, uh, now that now that you're talking about it, that reminds me the 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 headline of the video that goes viral is something absolutely out of pocket. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> this kid's friend kills himself. You won't believe what happened next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's just it's grim. <laughs> it makes it sound like that thing happened directly afterward. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a. Uh, it was a choice that they made. <laughs> Back as a ghost. Um, yeah, it's... So I felt like it was uh, a good time, spooky season, to talk about Dear Evan Hansen. Um, yeah. Yes. Here's some other letterbox reviews real quick. Uh, just, okay. I guess I'm nostalgic for our... Um, what was it even called? Letterbox logs section no, yeah, that we just don't logs. do anymore. Well, you um, need to bring that back. I, I always thought that was fun. Yeah. The plot is weirdly similar to the 2019 movie Joker, to the point where I kept waiting for Evan Hansen to murder someone. <laughs> I remember at the end of the movie, I was, when, he, when the girl confronts in the apple orchard, I'm like, this is where she gets to kill him, and what a divine <laughs> irony <Yes>. it will <laughs> be. <laughs> Revenge is bittersweet. <laughs> Another one says, I love the part when Evan Hansen visits the beach that makes you old. <laughs> <laughs> And then this is just a section that I, I cut out of one. Um, this is just talking about the way he moves around and stuff. Because, like you said, Connor, he, like, scrunches himself up to, like, make himself yeah. look younger and everything. But they basically said, this movie has body language that has been seen in cinema only once before in F.W. Murnau's expressionist classic Nosferatu. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> He's truly moving like a Nosferatu in this movie. So... Yeah, no, um, I, I I had that same impression watching the, the the kind of like crouched hands in front, like claws. It's very yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> claws. It's thrilling. Robert Eggers saw Dear Evan Hansen's like I need <laughs> to remake Nosferatu now. <laughs> need to do it. Um, wow. Yeah, that movie's on HBO Max. Good. Watch <laughs> it there. It's probably David Zaslav's favorite film. Um, Connery. Oh no, um, you already did yours. Brennan, Brennan what's new yes. with you? Um, well, because it's spooky season and uh, studios are pumping out all of the horror projects that they can, I've been folding more new horror into my diet of watching old horror. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Uh, I saw my best friend's exorcism on Prime Video. Um, oh. That's an adaptation of the Grady Hendrix novel. It stars um, Elsie Fisher from Eighth Grade, who I really like. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I liked her a lot. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Say, go for it. No, just the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that came out. Like, that's probably the only thing I liked in that movie <laughs> for the oh, most yeah, part. No, she was she, really good. She's, she's just, like, gone into a full horror phase of being one of the best things in a dumb horror movie. 
Um, this movie's a horror comedy. It's set in the 80s. It's about a girl whose best friend gets possessed, and it's just kind of like this broader picture of, like, you know, drifting apart in high school, um, but as as viewed through the metaphor of a demonic possession. Um, <laughs> it's it's nobody's best work, but uh, Chris Lowell is in it from, uh, from Glow. He played Bash on Glow, um, and he's incredibly funny and does a really good job as this kind of, like, hapless exorcist character. Is he the guy in Glow that has the money that he's, like, putting together the Glow team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I liked him a lot in that show. I never got around to watching the... There's three seasons, right? I only watched the first two. I gotta... Mm. Yeah, no, the, uh, the third season's good. Um, I, I just like him in general whenever he pops up in things. Um, I saw Smile. Smile was really fun. Um, oh, good. I kept hearing good things about that movie. Yeah, it's a very, very solid, just kind of meat and potatoes, shocker, stylish horror movie. Because it's, it's not doing anything you haven't seen before, but it's very scary when it's doing it. <laughs> Smiling at you, yeah, exactly. It's it. I, I, th- I thought it was super effective, so I, I'd say go see that. Uh, out of anything that I've seen this year, or this uh, s- October, yeah, this this spooky season. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to make time because I, I don't remember what movie we were seeing, but there was a trailer for it when the, it was like first being advertised. Or whatever, and Lily's like, "That's the kind of movie I want to see." It's just like, <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> just very. Um, yeah, how did you just describe it? <laughs> Meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. <laughs> yeah, well, and then also it's like not too horrifying imagery, I'm guessing. It's just very eerie, right? Or what? That depends on what you mean by horrifying. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it, well, actually, I would say it's just a yes on most types of horrifying because there are some very gory moments. There are some very just eerie, spooky moments. And then there are some like kind of uh, uh, other things later on that I guess I won't spoil. And it also um, stars, yeah. uh, is it Sosie Bacon? Is that how you yeah. say Yeah. Is Kevin Bacon's uh, daughter? Yeah, which I did not learn until afterwards. She was really good. Yeah, and he was in uh, uh, the original Friday the 13th. So, Indeed he was. Horror uh, legacy. A, a legacy he tried to capitalize on by appearing in They Them, which was not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> I heard. Or They Slash Them. <laughs> that's what I heard. Um... Oh, yeah, because you said you're, you've been watching a lot of old – well, you just generally watch a lot of, quote-unquote, old horror movies just because anything that's not brand new is old, I guess, now. Yeah, um, but also, I mean, like, things from before I was born, generally. Right. I mean, weren't you covering the slashers of a very specific year for, for a yes, while? Yes, I still am. I'm still working on – I'm, I'm doing a project for my personal blog where I'm trying to watch every slasher movie that was released in the 1980s, and it's, like – Whoa. Over 400 movies, so it's it's a lot. Yeah, I, I thought it was just one year, but yeah, the 80s especially. It's like yeah, the whole decade. Take you a very long time. They I've made my 80s. way. <laughs> I'm midway through 1985 now, so I've I've, I've made some progress. Yeah, midway you, through. Yeah, what would you say is like the best one and the worst one that you've seen? The bet a uh, uh, well. The worst slasher that I've seen, it's actually called Scream from 1981, not the Wes Craven one. Oh. Um, it has an alternate title, which is The Outing, which I prefer to call it by so as not to tarnish the name of Scream. <laughs> um, but it's about a bunch of kids who I think are kayaking or something, and then they get holed up in this uh, like abandoned ghost town, and there's like a ghost cowboy and then there's a killer that you literally never see you just see weapons kind of raise and lower themselves uh in the corner of the screen 
and then they kill the killer and you still don't see who the killer is <laughs> and it's it's mainly just shots of the camera panning across the street of a dusty ghost town for like five minutes and then kind of panning back it is incredibly boring um in the best i mean i think the platonic ideal of what the 80s slasher is and what it was doing is friday the 13th the final chapter which is the fourth one because it's just it's very bloody it's got that tom savini gore it's got a lot of gratuitous nudity it's got crispin glover dancing it's just it's a great movie (laughs) oh right yeah yeah that's one with crispin glover and uh i think finally is it the third one or the fourth one when he finally puts on the hockey mask? It's like the near the end of the third one, right? Uh, yeah, Jason gets the hockey mask in part three. Yeah, because in the second one, he's just wearing like a, a sack on his head, basically. Indeed oh. he is. <laughs> he like slowly upgrades. You would like that about those movies, Connor. He like slowly yeah. upgrades his look uh, <laughs> in the first <laughs> four movies or whatever. <laughs> he um, goes from like deformed face to bag to hockey mask. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Oh, cool. And I like that. Switches up his weapons, I feel like, more than, than maybe Michael Myers. Oh wow! Sure. I feel like Michael Myers uses like anything at his disposal to kill people. <laughs> he does, but he, he usually sticks with like a big uh, kitchen knife. He is partial to the kitchen knife. Yeah, was it he like is. no? Jason will miraculously sprout weapons when he needs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where he's like, I got a weed whacker now. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. There's like that one Halloween. I think it's the fifth one where he has a scythe or something for a while. That one is oh one yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that's Ooh. the opening of the sixth one where he's chasing around like grown up Jamie in that barn, right? Uh, yes, I th- I, uh, it's either the fifth or sixth. Cause six. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the sixth one. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I can't wait to cover all of these, but they do get a little muddled. I was telling Connery yesterday about Halloween Resurrection, where it's a reality show set inside of mm-hmm. Michael Myers's house, and um, they try to do martial arts against. Uh, Michael Myers at some point in the movie. So, oh yeah, uh, Buster Rhymes tries yeah, to do martial Rimes. arts against Michael Myers. <laughs> I like it. Uh, everyone hates that movie, but I enjoy it. It's it's very <laughs> out of uh, just wild. That sounds fun. You know what else might be wild? Halloween night, Haddonfield, <laughs> twenty eighteen. <laughs> the ghost of Donald Pleasance is in this movie. By way the of, ghost. I don't know, his character, his uh, disciple guy. Oh, Dr. Sartain. Yeah. Dr. Sartain. He's not in any of the other ones, right? He's a new character. He's a completely new character. Yeah. Um, I like he, that he's obsessed with Michael Myers, though. I thought that was fun. Yeah, he he's very much like the... There's a lot of uh, tropes in this movie, for sure, of just like, oh, yeah, like he's the psychiatrist, and he's in love with the idea of the serial killer so much that he wants to kill himself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we like, uh, what's it called? I feel like we get a lot of juxtaposition of people, like, being in love with the idea of serial killers. Like, we have the podcasters, and we have him, and, I don't know, I guess Laurie's fear and desire to murder it, <laughs> and then people revering him as a legend more so than a man. Yeah, it's kind of like Hocus Pocus 2 a little bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where they're like, oh, we all love like the... The, why the Sanderson sisters. The Sanderson sisters, yeah. It's like, oh, like they're real and everything, except this one's a little bit more like... It's a little bit more mythic. Not everyone's yeah. talking about it. But like even mm-hmm. when you see him, it's just like this like big daunting energy. Like I really like the scene in like the checkerboard asylum outdoor area where I'm like, like I was like I like this a lot. And he'd be like, look, say something. And he just <laughs> doesn't even move. He flinches a little bit at the mask. I was like, ah, oh, he's creepy. 
Yeah. Very mythic. The the thing that's interesting to me is that I feel like this movie is drawing on the mythic quality of Michael Myers that happens because he is this legendary lead of the Halloween franchise. He's been in, mm-hmm. you know, 10 movies up until this point. Um, but Halloween 2018 is like, oh, the nine movies between this and the original don't exist. Right. Um, that's what I was curious about because I was like, he's only killed four people? Like, he's had 10 movies. I'm sure the body count's higher than that. Yeah. I think it's five, but... Because this, this one's mm. Halloween... Is it is Halloween two canon still in this? Or Not this in all? this movie because oh, they God. make yeah. a really big deal out of when Allison and her friends are walking down the street, and one of them's like, "Wasn't Michael her brother?" And Allison's like, "Fuck no, that was stupid. That's that was made up, and that was the thing that was introduced <laughs> in Halloween 2. It's uh, like in um, what is it? Uh, what's the X Men movie? Oh, X Men Apocalypse when they go see Return of the Jedi or whatever, and they're always like, uh, "The third one's always the worst" because they're talking about X Men uh-huh. three. Uh, which is the Brett Ratner one, not the Brian Singer one. But mm-hmm. lo and behold, and also, both directors are bad people. <laughs> surprise! <laughs> but what? also, um, yeah. Return of the Jedi is one of the best Star Wars movies. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's it's one of the Star Wars movies. I like it a lot. <laughs> it's the most puppety. <laughs> that is <Yes>. true. <laughs> Great for kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, oh, yeah, but, but that's the thing. So, yeah, this movie is, like, really, really make putting a point on the fact that it's ignoring the continuity of, of all the sequels. And you don't have a choice with some of them because the, the continuity of the Halloween franchise is not something that is sacred and holy. It is a just hellish disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so really no, is. no, no silver Sam- shamrock references I missed in this movie. There actually there was one. Did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, there were three trick-or-treating kids with the silver shamrock masks on. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I think they come back to play in Halloween Kills also, the same masks. Probably. I, I think that like one cameo. I haven't seen since theaters, but I just oh, rewatched this one. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, but but see, that's the thing. So this movie, it's it's only interacting with the continuity of the first movie, and then this is supposed to be like this is like quote unquote the first sequel to Halloween 1978. Mm. Um, so nothing has happened to Laurie in the intervening 40 years. Um, Michael killed. Between three and four people, one time forty years ago, and then, but he's still somehow this giant legacy yeah. thing. Like, I understand him being a town legend. Like, mm-hmm. oh, don't go to the Myers house; he killed those people. Um, that makes sense. Um, but the fact that like true crime podcasters want to talk about this guy who killed three people one time, mm. um, or the <laughs> fact that. They're like holding up the mask, and they're like as if this 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 like powerful totem of who Michael is, instead of something he literally stole from a hardware store in 1978 and wore for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just like they they want to be the new Halloween, yeah. um, but like in a context that doesn't make any sense because yeah, they're like they, they, yeah. they want the power without the context. Exactly. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, it's just it's just really bizarre the way that they're trying to marry those two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like even if they kept in like one through six minus three, because it's not really involved as uh, much at all. Yeah, well, um, well here's the could... thing, because Lori is dead in four through six. Oh. She, she dies in an off-screen car accident. What? Oh, but yeah. the, she does? I forgot about that, because then she comes back for H2O and then Resurrections. She but comes guess, back? So that yep. retcons. Yeah, H2O <laughs> retcons four through six. And then Halloween 2018 retcons four th- or two through eight. Yeah, I, I understand what you guys are saying now. This is a, a shit show. <laughs> and what happens to Lori in the end of H2O 
versus what happens to her in the beginning of Resurrections is really, really bizarre. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a... Uh, Man, I wish I wish we had time to just cover this whole franchise, but we only really had maybe, could maybe slot in three movies could, instead of ten? Question mark. Maybe we could do a thing where we watch where we do like bundle episodes and we like talk about a whole bunch of them in one sitting. <laughs> yeah, if you want, that, that's it's a lot of watching time versus recording time, so it depends yeah. on how worth it, it that is to you, I guess. I guess, but you know, it, I know Tyler likes those horror series stuff a lot, and that's a way we could do it. <laughs> If we do an episode every week, that way it's less work for us. <laughs> it's like this. Yes. There's six weeks of uh, episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole like yeah, that's a really good point because they do mention one thing. I it's like a little whatever. I guess you could call it an Easter egg when they're like the Babysitter Murders from 1978. I'm like, hey, that's the, na- the original name of the movie before they changed it to Halloween. Oh, really? At least, yeah. And I had <laughs> subtitles on. It was like the Babysitter Murders was all capitalized. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's like a title of a movie, but. Um, it's like, oh yeah, I guess he only killed five people, so that is weird. It's like I, I, I would say like the podcasting landscape has changed a little bit in the past four years, where there's just more and more people podcasting. Yes. So that's my out at least. And then as well as like, there's even more true crime podcasts out there than like there ever has been. So I'm like, I could definitely see someone like trying to go interview someone for, for like who's killed like three people. Um, yeah. But at yeah, the same time, but- it's like. My uh, my rebuttal to that is that they probably wouldn't have the budget to fly in from right. the UK and offer someone $3,000. Exactly. All of that. And then they're also like, oh, like we have a podcast. We're journalists or something like that. I'm like, I don't know. Is is that joke? Is that supposed to be played as like a joke? Because to me, it's like now it, it's kind of funny. But I figured they were much more like NPR types. So they're journalists, yeah. but they also do like podcast things. So it's like, you know, they release like a podcast, but they are journalists. So I guess that whole thing would be yeah. more effective if it was like true crime people, right? I don't yeah, know. I almost wanted yeah, to be well, there longer because I liked them. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that they were like actually journalists because they were certainly, I mean, they weren't good at being journalists or podcasters, but they were better <laughs> at, at journalism than podcasting because they had that little uh, Zoom microphone like eight feet from Lori Strode while they were interviewing her. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was horrible. I was like, you're not going to get anything. <laughs> yeah. They're going you're for scared. that effect. <laughs> <laughs> well she she really didn't give them much to go on anyway so i guess that's fine yeah that's true what about the bathroom kill though How, what are your thoughts on that brennan Ugh. As um, someone who's just covered who has just recently watched 200 slashers <laughs> i mean well i mean because it's what he uh lots of face slamming in this opening yeah. kill um this is a definitely a much more brutal michael uh, another thing of where they're they're where they're escalating on 10 films worth of Michael and specifically the previous two films that uh, preceded this one were the Rob Zombie remake and its sequel where those are incredibly brutal and, yeah. and just Ooh. visceral and hard to watch. Um, so they're kind of dealing with the legacy of that. I feel like it's again, a weird escalation from what Michael did previously in this particular continuity yeah. where he stabbed some people and now he's like dropping people's teeth over the top of the bathroom door or whatever. Yeah. Um, that that is an escalation that obviously I'll allow because it allows for some cool kills later on, um, and that's what you want in a slasher movie. So it doesn't fucking matter. Um, <laughs> but the bathroom kills—they're uh, just kind of brutal without being cool, um, and that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah I thought it was... it was more gross too. I was like, yeah. this is nasty. <laughs> 
it's not like super well choreographed i guess if you're thinking of it as a, a fight scene or something it's it feels like a, a really schlocky like 70s horror movie kind of maybe before halloween or around that time that's like trying to just like hey i don't know there's a lot of ho- slashers that came out right after halloween because they're like oh we gotta like one up it somehow i mean that's why friday mm-hmm. the 13th was was created in the first place is to just try yeah. to make something like that um so it's just like oh how do we make it more brutal than last time but yeah he's and, kind and of oh sorry go ahead oh i was just saying because there, there are kills later that feel like they're brutal but they're like baroque and cool in a way yeah. that these ones just the first two just kind of aren't yeah he's kind of the uh the daniel craig bond of, <laughs> of yeah michael myers is he's more oh, brutal I'd, I'd love to see him, uh michael myers like parkouring around <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a great analogy I just made. <laughs> yeah, like uh, uh, Laurie Strode looks at the window. He's standing by the laundry, and then he like hops up onto the fire escape, and he's just like jumping around. Two thousand eight, Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, he's really into parkour, pistol slinging, and flash mobs. He loves flash mobs. Oh, he loves flash. Mobs. <laughs> he watches YouTube videos of those on the daily. <laughs> Yeah, and he he's got the uh, tattoo of a mustache inside his finger. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. It's the starter pack. Yeah, <laughs> I just got into these things called IPAs. <laughs> They're more sophisticated beers. <laughs> more terrifying now than ever. I don't know. I like the. I did like the the kill. Is that the second? I guess the third kill when um. Well, just let's talk about that the the podcast kill a little bit more, just real quick, because uh, yeah, I like that that he like you don't see him watching them or anything as far as i can mm-hmm. remember he just shows up and then like i like his introduction to most of the kills he kind of just is there um just always like you don't you don't get any shot beforehand of him looking ex- unless it's a like glory um through her pov you see him yeah but then uh so he just is like a malevolent force he is like the boogeyman like it, it i feel, feel like it works up to that pretty effectively and then he just he mainly kills them because he just wants his mask and he knows it's in the trunk for some reason like yeah. he just well, has been watching them so it's just a lot of implied action i guess yeah well you know michael is just he's 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 actually a better investigative journalist than than either of them <laughs> he really is michael myers world's greatest detective <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you want to allow for that, he does, for whatever reason, have a kind of supernatural connection to this mask that, again, he wore for two hours 40 years ago. There's a there's a thing in Disco Elysium called um, shivers as part of your personality, and it just kind of represents, like, the hard-boiled city detective being able to just, like, sense the world through the city. And I'm like, Michael Myers probably has just a very high shivers score where he can just, like, <laughs> feel the rain and be like, Laurie Strode is at this house six miles away. <laughs> He's just very uh, dedicated to his job, more dedicated than these podcasters. Yeah. Um, Much more de- they are very good at setting the ambient mood, though. I will say the guy's speeches are on point for like an NPR podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the third kill, I think that's the next one, where he just breaks into that house and like kills the lady with the hammer off screen. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is really brutal. I don't know. I, it, it worked for me. What did you guys think? I didn't understand why he's why he's going on the rampage. Like he, he do, does that just generally he just doesn't have really a target. If like Laurie's not around, he'll just like meander house to house. Well, the the thing about Michael that they're the thing that they're genuinely trying to get back to from the first movie is that Laurie's not really like he that's Laurie is not some someone that's on his mind beyond the fact that 
in the first movie, she kind of fucked with his house by pretending to. She was like played a prank on a the Tommy Doyle who she was she was babysitting. So he saw her and was like, "All right, I'm gonna kill her." And he kind of followed her around and then killed her friends and tried to kill her. Yeah. Um. But beyond that, she doesn't mean anything to him. He's not mm. in in this movie. He's not on his way to kill Lori. He gets brought to Lori. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so he just wants to kill. He's just he's just having a good time. Yeah, yeah so guess... he literally would just spend Halloween just, like, walking from house to house and just killing people on a whim. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess more so she's looking for him because he, she's so traumatized by him, and it's kind of, uh, this is a horrible analogy, but it's a, it's a th- never mind, I don't even want to say it. I don't want to, never oh. mind. Okay. Was, okay. <laughs> I'll just do it, I'll just do it. It's This is the first thing that came to my mind, but it's like a Thanos situation where he's like, I don't even know who you are. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking it, but I was too scared to say it. <laughs> <laughs> just like this is just like a reference that's too well known and just like not. A p- <laughs> is is Avengers Endgame artistic cinema? Let's discuss all, this for all one Marvel hour. is Tyler. All Marvel is you're a bad person if you think otherwise. Yeah, it's know. not all. It's not all <laughs> content according to the uh, Kevin bot from She Hulk. Oh the Kevin bot. <laughs> I I, I've know. not seen the finale yet. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, no worries. <laughs> uh, look, I, I'm not like... Uh, it's weird. <laughs> I, I, I've heard something about this. Um, but look, I, I'm not exactly champing at the bit to like... I mean, I'm champing at the bit to be done with She-Hulk. Mm. Um, this is not relevant. I feel bad because like so many people dislike the show because like oh it's about a woman it's about sex about whatever but no it's just it's just it's just a poorly made show (laughs) is the thing um i think overall like i like the characters i think the writing's pretty good and it's it's just fun Uh, yeah there there are fun moments in every episode it's just kind of incoherent yeah there's several times (laughs) um throughout the show where i'm just like in my head, I'm like, I don't like this, but I'm just gonna say I like it. <laughs> Why I'm you usually, could not like something? <laughs> I'm usually more, way more critical about it because no, because it was like the one show that I've been watching really that I'm just like, ah, oh, this is just my like decompressed show. I just put it on. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. Uh, people are making jokes. Patty Harrison's in an episode. That's always good um, in the wedding episode. And uh, but yeah, the last last episode's pretty. Uh, all over the place, like intentionally so, but I'm also like, how intentional is it? It's like, I, know, so. I am curious. Okay, but yeah, no spoilers. Yeah, sorry. Let, just uh, uh, Michael is not seeking out Laurie specifically, murdering people. Mm. Um, yeah, so he's just going around town killing everybody, I guess. But uh, I like the the level up, basically, kind of thing that he does. That's what I like with weapons in in horror franchises. I guess it's like, when's he gonna get the knife? Like that's that's mm-hmm. Michael's thing is like a, a kitchen knife, basically. Up to the point where Connery, like H two O, was the one that was supposed to like be this basically, like twenty years ago. Like oh, people okay. are calling Halloween ends H forty now. I think H four. Yeah, I mean, no, that's not that's not an official title. Right. Um, well, I guess Halloween. Yeah, it was actually called H two O, right? Which, yeah, it was called Halloween H two O colon twenty years later. Yeah, <laughs> which like just calling it H two O doesn't really make any sense because it's not like it's like. Michael so was Myers meets two thousand, or it was that what like the long version is, or no? It, was, it came out in ninety eight. It's it's just meant to be H twenty because it was on the twentieth yeah. anniversary of Halloween, oh, which starts with an H. But people call it H two O. Okay, no, I that's what it. it's called. That's what <laughs> <Yeah>. the title <laughs> is. <laughs> it's called Halloween H two O colon twenty years later, as Brennan said. I'm so scared when we do this franchise. <laughs> Why are you scared? <laughs> it sounds like so much stuff to wrap your head around. Yeah, it is. 
It really um, is. So that yeah. was supposed to be like the big like you know okay so they erased the cannon or whatever like Brennan said so it's like one two and H two O I think. Yeah. Um, that's the new canon of that. So it's supposed to be like a new big like reintroduction of everything. And mm-hmm. uh, in that one, uh, Michael slash the shape has like the biggest kitchen knife he's ever had. And like that <laughs> was like you couldn't really tell unless you watched all of them, you know, but it's like so that's the just thing with like... the fans. It's like he's got the biggest kitchen knife yet. So he has like a giant cloud strife knife or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has a big buster blade. <laughs> He has to go fight Sephiroth. Lori <laughs> <laughs> <Lower> Roth. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like that he starts with not his knife. It's like here's your starter weapon in a video game. Like go. It, that's that's why I felt like he upgrades in this movie too. <laughs> yeah, and also uh, from from a character that he has defeated. So it's kind of his uh, you know his prize. She mm. she drops some money and a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Bading. <laughs> Halloween cookies obtained. <laughs> Plus 10 HP. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's also, uh, there is a reference to, there's like a dead dog, right, in the house when they go to the Myers house. Isn't there something, like a dead animal on the ground? In the original. In this one, too. Is there? They went to the Myers house. There was something on the ground that, like, was... was Yeah, there's a dead dog. Yeah, there is, right? Or maybe that's Halloween Kills. Oh, maybe it was. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Halloween Kills. I got. Yeah, because I, like, I, I only rewatched this one. Too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Unfortunately, my timeline's a little crunched with this uh, series, so I, uh, might not be the, the the last time that I get two of them mixed up, especially since they like seem so consistent in tone and everything. Mm-hmm. And style. And they're, you know, they're set on the same night. <laughs> right. <laughs> Halloween Kills is the last Jedi to. Halloween's Force Awakens. Um, <laughs> Force Awakens. I don't know. What? How do we feel about Lori in this? I think she's cool. Go on. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I like the fact that she has, like, a full, like, super cage to, like, try to catch Michael. I do like the I, I, I like the Thanos thing of him. Be like, I, especially now they know he really does not give a shit about her. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, oh, that's resolved. Like, I'm just going to, you know go around doing my thing now yeah but she's basically traumatized she... her whole family i guess because of her own yeah. trauma mm, like she's like infected everybody with this fear and, and she turns out to be right but but still it's yeah um you know it's one of those things it's like a capital t trauma movie like that yeah. people have been liking to make which like look if you bring back the final girl from a previous slasher movie there's gonna be some sort of element of dealing with what happened in the first one like yes that's what you get with Sidney Prescott in any Scream sequel. Um, but for me, I kind of prefer the uh, the 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 traumatized Lori of Halloween H2O, where she like hits the Chardonnay a little hard, but she's like living a life. Yeah, um, she's and, like, like a head headmistress or something, headmaster of a college or a, yeah, a, a private yeah, an high exclusive uh, yeah private school in Northern California. Yeah, oh, that's really, great! It's I a like really that version of her job. Yeah. Um, but this one, it's just like her job seems to be Michael Myers' huntress. Like she's she's getting a stipend <laughs> from the state or something. Because yeah. what is she doing? <laughs> she's Van Helsing in it. Yeah, yeah she, exactly. Uh, maybe she's like an operator for like a phone company. I don't know how she affords all like the battle equipment stuff though. Because I'm like that's maybe expensive. it's just podcasters who show up and give her money for shit. <laughs> <laughs> People do this every freaking week. Probably. <laughs> It's her grift, yeah. She just has podcast. She sends them an anonymous letter. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you He's ever like, I have a tip. <laughs> I know where Lori Strode lives. All you need is three thousand dollars, and she may or may not give you like two sentences for your podcast. Maybe don't lead off with like losing her child to child services, though. That yeah, seems Jesus. like bad interviewing one hundred and one. <laughs> So if you want information, let's like not lean into like her sad life, and we'll hold that off till the end, maybe. <laughs> so, anyways, Hugh Grant, I love your work. Uh, also, there, you, you, your children were taken away from you. Let's talk about that immediately. <laughs> let's talk yeah. about this immediately. I know you'll end the interview right now, but still, let's talk about it. I know we're here to discuss Paddington too, but <laughs> we have to talk about this first thing. Um. Lori, uh, yes. Uh, I mean, do you have any any comment on it, Brennan, on just her character in this? I feel like, oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry, no, I, I asked you a question I and like then I started talking. No, it's okay. I, I feel like I I, I said my thing. I kind of prefer H two O Lori. This Lori is yeah. just like a a little boring. Um, to me, she doesn't really do anything because like yeah. I think. I want her to be a little more badass if we're having this Lori right. who's like, I've prepared for four year, 40 years. How much she's, more badass do you need? Like she's the, got the cage traps and she's got the She needs to be like John Wick. Attitude. Like John Wick's already been out by this point. Yeah. You know? Or like, a, a, you know, Sarah Connor in Terminator 2. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah. Like, I don't... She's just like... Or even Sydney Prescott in the new Scream, who's like you know shooting through closet doors without asking questions. She's just like, I'm ready. Cause That's smart. Because this Lori is like... Her, no offense, her traps are so bad. <laughs> um, she I guess shouldn't. they're designed to like trap her in the room with him. I yeah, guess. they're designed to trap her in the room with him, and then she just kind of like uh, creeps around, being like, "Gee, I sure hope he doesn't pop out and stab me right now." Um, yeah. And then also, I know that we've erased the continuity of the other films, but you should know better than to uh, quote unquote kill a slasher villain by lighting him on fire, because that never works. <laughs> That shot. You, you need to see him be dead. Yeah. Don't just set the fire and walk off. Yeah, the whole house is on fire. I um, <laughs> let it burn. <laughs> I, I do love that shot. The way it, like it's not the very last shot of the movie, I don't think, but he's just looking up at her, and mm-hmm. he's just on fire, like basically, or the fire's all growing around him, and he's just staring. I'm like, yeah, this is this is this is him. This is the shape or whatever. He's just a husk of a person, like just. Yeah, there's fire everywhere. He's not going to react at all. He gets some fingers chopped off too. He doesn't. He just goes and like that's <laughs> it. He really doesn't react to anything. Um, yeah, Laurie in this. I, I when I saw the trailer for this, I got very excited because at that point I had only seen the first movie, I think, and parts of H two O. Um, so I was like, oh, cool. Like I, I didn't know a whole lot about the franchise, and after seeing this movie, I watched all of them. But um, I was very excited for this movie because I thought it would all be like basically about Laurie versus versus yeah. uh, Michael Myers. But it mm-hmm. really just becomes more about like the whole Strode family. And I mean, I love Judy Greer and I want her to be in every movie. But <laughs> this movie, I'm actually like, I wish it focused more. Just like it was more sub- through Laurie's POV throughout the whole movie and just all about her and like it's we kind of just see her as a character in the movie and it's not really through her perspective it's just like she's one of the chess pieces being moved around i think yeah and 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 it sucks because like the the other generations of strode women you got judy greer you've got uh allison the granddaughter they're not contributing enough to the movie to be considered protagonists on their own it's just unfocused right like judy greer is mostly just upset with her mom for for mm-hmm. good reason, um, and there's like 
family drama there, but it's like there's not a lot of interiority to 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 Lori, it feels like. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. she's very traumatized. It's like, yeah, I mean, anybody would be, but there's not like a very introspective look into her psyche or, in, or anything. Like, I don't know, like she should have been like the main character and she's kind of just also there. She's like one of the more important characters, but she's just there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's like not. She's on yeah. the team. Yeah, it's not really interested in her as anything other than a vessel for trauma so that they can uh, draw out their themes from that, but she's not really being a character. I remember in like uh, like 2015 or something, whenever the 4K restoration of the original Halloween came out, I went with mm-hmm. uh, past and pending guest Jacob Padilla to go see uh, mm-hmm. the restoration at, at the Egyptian in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis were doing Q&A there. And I just remember oh, cool. at the end, someone was like, I, at the time, I was too nervous to ask a question of John Carpenter, and now I'm like, oh, I really just should have asked something because like in any Q and A, all the questions were pretty stupid. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But um, one was like, "Are you two ever gonna work together again?" And then they just kind of looked at each other and it's like, "Well, if it ever comes up, that'd be great," or something. And then like <laughs> yeah. I just remember hearing that and I'm like, "Oh, they are gonna do a new Halloween movie. That's awesome!" And like John Carpenter's doing the music and everything. That's awesome. So I just had like a lot of expectation and build up to this movie. So the first time I saw it, I thought it was, like, pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> this time, I'm like, yeah, I, there's things I definitely like about it. I don't love. I don't actively want to, like, w- search for this movie to watch. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was definitely, like, a letdown, especially the first time I saw it. Because I thought it would all be Laurie. Because I'd love to see. I love Jamie Lee Curtis, too. Like, she's, she's like, a phenomenal actor. So it's, like, I, I want to see more of her doing stuff. But she's kind of just, like, doing, I don't know, just like terrified action stuff, which mm-hmm. is cool, but just not very substantial, I guess. Definitely. Agreed. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are there any other characters that really stand out in this? Uh, there's weird the usual... dad. Huh? Weird dad. <laughs> the weir- weird dad that's like just gets out of the car to like go check out the bus. Is that what you're saying? Him or Lumpy's Judy dad? Greer's husband. Lumpy's dad yeah, is strange. Uh, Very old. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there, there's there's Lumpy and his dad. But you, you were talking about uh, <laughs> Judy Greer's husband, right? With Who yes. gets peanut butter on his penis? Yeah, gets, Lumpy, I, don't know how, I don't know how he got peanut butter on his penis. Like... Yeah, that's like the. Like, I know that's probably the point, but it's like that's like the last thing I want to hear my own father say. It's just like, yeah. please don't say that. <laughs> so I don't yeah. want to think about that. And like, he's wearing pants. So. Yeah. <laughs> He must like, have, like, he, reached he inside made the of choice. his pants through his underwear to get peanut butter on there. Like, I don't know how you could have done this. No, he he clearly he got it on the crotch of his pants, and he made the choice to say penis. Um, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> the, the, I have some, some notes on the syntax the, uh, that he's using. Let's hear them. <laughs> uh, a, you know, well, first of all, you don't have to say anything. You could just <laughs> yes. go get a wet napkin. <laughs> take take it a, a Michael Myers approach. Just don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep that bit to yourself, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's certainly a character in, in three scenes of this movie. <laughs> yeah, They're calico I, I, cut pants. Honestly, yeah, I just watched this last night, and I, f- I forgot who he was while watching it. I'm like, who is he? Is he, like, is he uh, um, Lori's, like, ex-husband? <laughs> or, <laughs> but it's like, oh no, it's Judy Greer's husband, and then he just has a revolver, and then just gets immediately killed. <laughs> he doesn't get to do much. So, yep, R.I.P. 
Um, uh, there's a bad boyfriend. Oh, uh, proves uh, the family right that he is a piece of shit, which I was like, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, Cameron Elam, played by Dylan Arnold. Who is that? Dylan. He was on You season three. Oh, okay. Oh. He was the neighbor of Joe and Love in that in that season. Um. I need to watch that show again. I stopped at season two because season one was so intense. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Season three is very fun. Okay, cool. That's like they're like in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. Nice. Um. Yeah. No. That the the boyfriend who like just goes full nuclear on his relationship, tosses her <laughs> phone into a vat of pudding, and just leaves the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot about that part. <laughs> Are you going to get it, or should I? <laughs> he's the one that uh, the other girl kisses him, right? That guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's... Yeah, what happens to him? He just disappears? I forgot yeah. what happened to him. No, he he does not come back after that scene. He's in the, he's in Halloween Kills. He's in the sequel, but right. not not in this movie after that. <laughs> no, he's just... Yeah, he's gone. And you're like, oh, I guess he wasn't that important. <laughs> wait, so is Lumpy the guy that gets killed in the field because he's really drunk? No, no, no. no. Uh, Lumpy is the the kid who loves to dance. Who gets? Oh, uh, yeah. Who discovers the, the bus? Oh, poor Lumpy. Yeah, I felt bad for that kid because he did Me just want to dance. He said, "Yeah, he could he could have gone to like dance. a full like Lumpy Elliot uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, situation, like blue collar dancing. It would have been great. <laughs> and I feel as if I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> I look up Lumpy Halloween, and it's a picture of an elephant. From uh, Winnie oh. the Pooh, there's a Halloween special with an elephant named Lumpy. So, I mean, oh, a, a heffalump. A heffalump. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. Named Lumpy. There's also, of course. There's also <laughs> a picture on Google Images called Lumpy and the Dumpers. Oh. Um, which is a band on Bandcamp, and it's just a crude drawing of a bat barfing everywhere. Cool. I think that's gross. So, um, <laughs> Love it. That's fun. Hey, uh, Lumpy, I feel really bad for that kid, but hey, I... This is not a good thing to say, but uh, it's very—I don't know—it's very intense to have Michael killing children and stuff too. In this, I agreed. I thought that was a little much. I um, literally thought he was going to kill the baby next in that next house. I was like, "Oh no, please don't." It was yeah. weird to me that they introduced the idea of a baby at all, um, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, why have that moment where he decides not to kill a baby? Because that doesn't really make sense with what he's been doing. It's like no, Predator I- Two. He sees that. <laughs> the lady's pregnant and then doesn't kill her yeah it's like michael doesn't have a moral code because he's not he's not that (laughs) um like i generally look i i as as a uh, sociopath i like to i do enjoy when certain movies just murder the hell out of a kid or two um but only in like a fun over the top way. Yeah. Like there's a there's a Jess Franco slasher movie called Bloody Moon where a kid gets run over by a truck and that's oh kind God. of hilarious. Oh Jesus. Um but it's just you know, it's just like a little it just you know, it's just a kid running across the street and then he turns into a little kid dummy that yeah. you know gets hit by a truck. And right. that's just kind of a funny bad movie thing. But this one is pretty brutal. Like you, you don't see Lumpy's um, uh, Lumpy Senior dying. <laughs> um, is his name Lumpy Senior? No, no, I don't know. I would love that. King Lump. <laughs> yeah, King Lump. Um, but you get to see Lumpy's death and not, not in like full gory glory, but it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's unsettling. You're like, oh, he literally just snapped that kid's neck. That, that is bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's but like, hmm. and also I just like, I personally don't mind it in a movie. Obviously it's like a, 
a horrifying thing, but it's like, oh, in a movie like breaks a taboo like that in a way. It's uh, yeah, it is at, at the very least interesting, re- regardless of how well it's handled. Like, I don't know, like Assault on Precinct Thirteen. That's kind of famous for mm-hmm. just having an ice cream man shoot a child point blank range. Oh God! Um, <laughs> John Carpenter's like, yeah. In hindsight, like now that I have kids and stuff, I probably wouldn't have done that. <laughs> probably shouldn't have done that, but. Um, it's really, I mean, that's part of like, I guess cinema as a whole, but also just like horror is just like pushing boundaries, um, to see what like works with people. And also, I don't know, maybe I'm extrapolating too much, but, um, yeah, just having a kid die in a movie is always really intense. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, see, that's the thing. Cause the, the, the movie is allowed to have made that choice, but you're also allowed to not enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Just like She-Hulk, I'm allowed to not enjoy it, but I won't let myself. <laughs> but you won't stop watching. I it. like it. <laughs> exactly. You're allowed to like things. You're allowed to not like things, and it's it's all art, you know. Yes. Um, but oh, speaking of, I do want to say uh, my favorite thing about this movie uh, is one piece of John Carpenter's score, uh, which is it's called "The Shape Hunts Allison." Um, it comes in the scene where she sees the body of the friend. Oh, the friend that you mentioned. I don't remember his name. It's, it's like Gus or something. Other Lumpy. <laughs> yeah, a lump, yeah, Lumpy's brother. Middle Lumpy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so he's the one who gets like his like the the top of the the fence kind of like jammed through his skull, which is pretty neat. Oh yeah, yeah. He gets a uh, Gaston. Oh yeah. <laughs> in a way. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, when, um, when she sees the body and then she sees Michael behind the fence and starts running down the street, there's a really, really good piece of score there. It's, it's got that like opening piano riff that then goes into these kind of like clacks and wails like, and I, I really enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Just the score in general. I'm really glad that John Carpenter came back to do it and he did it with his Mm -hmm. son and I think son-in-law or no, his stepson. I think godson and regular son. Oh, godson, right. Yeah. His secular son and his godson. (laughs) Church and biology. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I just, (laughs) I just love John Carpenter. Can't wait to cover like a movie that he's actually directed, but Mm. um, he just spends most of his days now playing video games. I love that so much. Triple A. He just plays like Assassin's Creed. (laughs) I love Assassin's Creed. Watching basketball. (laughs) (laughs) I "I loved Horizon Forbidden West. I was like, you're great, John Carpenter. It's awesome. Recently, he's like, yeah, I'd love, I I would have made like a great Dead Space movie. I'm like, you are right. Like, yeah, like, (laughs) fully do it, please. Um, I mean, his career really tapered off, but I'm glad that he's still like involved in a lot of things and his music is still great. So Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. always good. Um, Yes, that kid's death, I think, is pretty, I don't know if fun is even the right term. I kind of like it, even though it's just, like, mostly stupid, because all of his friends just leave, and he's there, and he's just drunk, and he's just like, hey, mister, I'll get off your property, and it's just Michael oh, yeah. Myers from really far away. I'm like, you need to leave. You yeah, need I don't to mind get out of here. Dying. And he's just like, oh, yeah. sorry, oh, what's going on, man? You're closer now. Like, he's really... <laughs> and that, that kid is... Just out of his mind, he's like, "They were feeding me guacamole in all these sexy ways." Yeah, <laughs> just oh, what a that any incidental dialogue in this movie is <laughs> completely <laughs> just out of control. Really the director is. just says, "Riff." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's like one one of the characters in the beginning is talking about. It's like, "Oh yeah, turns out I'm seven percent Cherokee." Like my dad, 
Oh yeah, your yeah. dad used to That's sell me boyfriend. used to sell me peyote in high school or something. I'm like ah, this sucks. <laughs> All this <Yeah>. sucks. <laughs> and then the dad makes his second uh, reference to his genitalia in he like does? I think twenty minutes. Where he's like, oh, we were tripping our balls off. Oh. <laughs> I just thought that oh. was funny. That's true. I don't. Yeah. I don't really even think of that as a genital reference anymore. It's just, you know, it's just part of part of the phrase. Yeah, but I was like, this man said it's on my penis, and now he's tripping my balls off. This That's is true. his thing. He's, he's, he's just working his way down. Yeah. He's just working his way down. My ankles are sweating. He's like, my yeah, my, my perineum is, uh, here's what it's up to. <laughs> everything, um, everything, yeah, it, all of his dialogue would make more sense if he, like, accidentally shot himself in the dick or something while Michael was stabbing him. Like, it would have more sense. And he'd just my be like, oh, bleeding. my scrotum, and then dies. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> My sack is leaking, dies. Oh, God. <laughs> what a horrible last word. Just my sack is leaking. <laughs> I just heard Lily go, you from the other room. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> That's what that character is, though. I don't know. It yeah. It really is. <laughs> uh, Lily goes, you in the other room made my day. That's good. I like the granddaughter, but she also kind of like is just mostly running. But that's fine, I guess. She just also just the no care. I don't know who to focus on in this movie is the main thing. Nor like, nor does the movie. <laughs> I guess that's why. I remember, remember when like, the oh, Strode yeah. families who you're supposed to maybe focus on, like they're a unit, so it's like a bit of an ensemble piece, perhaps. It's a commentary on communism and how uh, I don't know. Oh, it, yeah, it's, it's Eisensteinian. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's all montage. And, it's, it's, uh, it's about the collective. <laughs> yeah. It's about the collective. Michael Myers is uh, late stage capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We found um, it. Yeah, no, th- there's not really any characters. And then, so, and then, of course, like, I mean, well, this happens a lot more in Halloween Kills. Spoiler. But, like, uh, when you see um, the babysitting scene with uh, a, a Vicky? I think that character. Yeah, name. Vicky. Yeah, and, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Julian, who is the best character in the movie. <laughs> um, it's kind of like uh, uh, they just inserted a short film into the movie where yes. they barely are relevant to anything else. Like you see Vicky and her boyfriend, the stoner guy, uh, walking with Allison earlier, but that's the only setup you get for them. And then they're just kind of doing a three-part sitcom routine and then some <laughs> I, of them I get murdered <laughs> like yeah. yeah oh yeah it was it, has, I mean, it was a very nice short film yeah it has like very little to do with the movie but i also kind of like that because in the original halloween he's just kind of going around killing babysitters uh, to an extent mm-hmm. you know that's why i was called that originally too but mm-hmm. um yeah they sell, like, he and he kills like the babysitter's uh boyfriend or whatever because oh no he's wearing the, sh- the ghost sheet with his her boyfriend's glasses on it in the first movie. Yeah. And like, yeah. oh, I just really, really like that. And there's a little bit of a reference to that in this movie where there's a ghost sheet on top of the dead Vicky body. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really like that. I was sad that she died. Sucks. I liked her. I was like, yeah. she's cool. This yeah. sucks. <laughs> was Julian the little kid that she's babysitting? Yeah. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> yeah, he he's like good. the only one that's like, hey, uh, everyone needs to like be more aware and like there's actual the boogeyman is out here and mm-hmm. nobody's listening to him because he's a She was kid. so mean to him when she was like, Who are you? Get back. No, if I was a child, I would have just started crying and be like, This is the worst thing anyone's ever done to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that's it, yeah. horrible. Yeah, Too it was far. It was a good scare. But um, Yeah. And he's like, I know what Alakazam is. You're going to smoke weed, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I know what weed is. 
Um, yeah, and then that guy. You know, this is something I'm only bringing up really because it's like a horror trope. There's like archetypes, I guess, in a way of like who the who the slasher is killing and everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at least in like what people know of American slashers generally, like there's different group. Like there's oh, like there's a jock character and stuff like that. Like just very, yes. speaking very generally, but there's not really. A character like this in that in 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 this movie, like jock stoner cheerleader. There's uh, no like yeah. There's no like hyper masculine character that Michael's killing or anything. Yeah, I, so. I don't know. I'm just wondering if you have any like insight into that, Brendan. Like if that if I'm just reading too much into the movie, or if there's like an intention with there not being like like it's mostly like strong female characters. Or I know that's like <laughs> I actually I as I guess like a toxic thing to say now, but like. In a way, like, you know, just the term well, or whatever, but. Yeah, I mean, well, look, I, I the idea of, I don't, uh, okay, well, just to real quick put a, put a flag on the, to- yeah. like, strong female character thing. I think the, like, the main problem with that is that people think strong female character means, like, someone who's just, like, punching around and is, like, right. literally physically yeah. strong rather than has dimension and multiple aspects to her personality. Yeah. Um. It's just, like, going in the wrong direction. Sorry. No, no, no. I guess I'll also just mean, like, toxic because it's, like, oh, just saying those words out loud make it, like, it's so overused in that way, like you're saying, where I'm just, like, oh, like, I shouldn't even say, like, it's hard to say, like, oh, there actually are strong female characters if, if, like, the nomenclature of the term is being used for that for so long, Mm, I guess. That's true. It's it's complicated. We don't have to get into it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, th- these characters aren't stereotyped. I would say, I mean, they they fit in the kind of David Gordon Green kind of like uh, loosey goosey kind of shaggy comedy universe that he puts together in his other movies. Um, I feel like yeah, they've come out of other things that he's made and just popped into a Halloween movie. Um, I like your highness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just kind of hanging out. Um, and I think that's where that impulse is coming from rather than something like trying to break away from slasher stereotypes. Yeah. Um, but it's it's nice that they're doing that, I guess. Yeah. Because it... Right. It's always like a bummer to me, and like especially like a lot of 2000s horror movies and stuff. There's always like that guy who's just like, I'm just, I can handle it or whatever. And then he gets killed. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I mean... He gets killed because he's doing that, but then it's also just kind of annoying that that character's there in the first place. So, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nice that there wasn't that character in this movie. So I'm not really complaining about it. It just was an interesting. How come you don't want to bring our jock friend to the cabin, Tyler? <laughs> 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 he can protect us with his football throwing skills. Yes, he's literally his giant body's a meat shield. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Michael Myers is just really running amok in the town. Like, there's no way to stop him. Truly. <laughs> it gets He's just this grim specter of death visiting homes. Yeah. It's like the opposite of that, which is in uh, the begin. Is that the end of Rob Zombie's Halloween or the beginning of Halloween 2? Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, where basically, like, the SWAT team... Or no, it's like special forces come to like blow up Michael Myers. Am I thinking of the right movie? Uh, Jason Voorhees gets blown up in the beginning of Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> one, the one with the, the demon worm thing. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> um, I could have sworn like in Rob Zombie one, like he's holed up in like a, 
a shack or something, and there's like a bunch of SWAT team. It's oh, like that's the opposite yeah. end of it. I think that's the end of Halloween too, where it's like, yeah, what do you do? It's the same thing with uh, Jason, where it's just like, yeah, what do you do? Just explode him with like actual like? It's gotten to the point where the military is aware of this serial killer. It gets. Uh-huh. It's just like, what do you? You can't have it either way. It's like either you have like town sheriffs trying to stop this guy with their little revolvers or you have special forces come in or like uh-huh. SWAT and then it's like that's also stupid I don't know like it's hard to find what's right because it's like you'd think that they'd call in like the National Guard at some point but then once you do it's kind of too much of an extension of like what's going on so yeah and that is not interesting to see in a slasher movie you right. want to see people with knives going at each other. Like if you bring in a bunch of authorities with guns, that kind of undermines the purpose and like the kind of pared down nature of the slasher. Like unleash the mortar fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. To that point. Yeah. What are your quick thoughts on Halloween kills? Cause there is like, I guess a segment where it's <laughs> um, Michael versus a lot of people. He does that a bunch of times in that movie. And I was only there for like, like 20 minutes watching it. He killed like tw- 18 people. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, Halloween Kills, it has some cool kills. It has a great score, and I do not like that movie. <laughs> oh. uh, everything else about it is unpleasant to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, But, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's all the townspeople fighting him, so it is different still. Yeah, but, no, that's very different. It's yeah. the, the whole mob justice thing. <laughs> The Trump era of, of horror. So. <laughs> the Trump horror era. Um, what else is there to talk about this movie? I, I know there is, but... It I, I think we covered the, yeah. the bases. There's that beautiful trap house that we talked about. Talked about Lori and the fam. Michael. How he's so powerful and beautiful and strong. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like this movie, I feel like, should have more to say, um, at least emotionally or something. But it's kind of mm-hmm. just, hey, here's a horror movie for around Halloween time. Like, I wish mm-hmm. it, it it talks about some things. It doesn't have to literalize everything to me through dialogue, but it kind of just mm-hmm. ends up being like a lot of people dying. And I don't if there was like an overarching like meaning or metaphor, I don't know if I really understood it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, because like, it's totally fine for a slasher movie to just throw a killer at a bunch of teenagers and have them be dead and that, and have done with it. Um, the thing that's like a little frustrating about this movie is that it clearly thinks it's saying more, but it's right. just not. <laughs> yeah, it's like having the podcasters come in and stuff. It's like, I feel like if you had maybe like true, like uh, on a smaller scale or something, like some true crime podcast is like, we'll give you $500 to like interview mm-hmm. you and like we're just like two it's like hey we're podcasters oh yeah we're journalists and it's just like a little bit more scrappy yeah um and it'd be a little bit more comedic mm-hmm. um not that a horror any every horror movie needs to be more comedic like what if the whole but, horror, no, but this horror movie, movie does want the, to be what if it all took place inside that asylum that might be fun oh yeah and that's like another complaint i have too is like i guess it's like for a movie that came out in 2018 is pretty exploitative of people with mental health issues yeah oh, for they, sure. they treat them like batman villains yeah, it's like one thing if it's Michael Myers, but to have everybody just being like, <laughs> or just yeah. screaming, I'm like, uh, yeah, this is like Arkham Asylum. Like, yeah, it's it's really bizarre. Or it's like, watch out for the girl with the umbrella. I'm like, you mean the penguin? Like, why is he here? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. David Gordon Green, uh, I guess we didn't really talk about him too much, but 
I mean, him and Danny McBride co-wrote the script, and then Dave Gordon Green directed it, and he's known for originally, like, kind of, like, artsy indie dramas, in a way, uh, and then would go on to do, like, Pineapple Express and stuff like Your <laughs> Highness. Uh, <laughs> so his career has been kind of, oh, and The Sitter, lest we forget The Sitter with Jonah oh. Hill. Um Maybe that's why they hired him. It's like, hey, he did a movie about a babysitter once. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. He's done some like serious dramas or just like character studies, especially for someone who's done like quite a few character studies. He does not a lot of character interiority to this movie. So I don't know. It's weird to me. And yeah, it's more like a character cliff notes than a than a study. <laughs> right. Character cliff notes. I don't know. Who would you want to have done the the Halloween remake, Brennan? What director? Oh God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who do I like right now? Wild let's, card. Let's think. Um, c- uh, pass. Come back to me. I'll think about it. Yeah. Um, what about you, Connery? Oh man, I don't know. I'm so bad at this stuff. Um, I feel like last time when we were talking about Paranormal Activity, you you were talking about Christopher Landon as a filmmaker you like, Brennan. But he's I good. Don't know if that's yeah, like the right choice for this. But um, well, I mean, just to be like really really uh lazy i i mean the guy who made smile i think could make a fun one uh hmm. parker finn he that was his debut or maybe i would like to see jennifer kent who made the babadook kind Ooh. of tackle a bigger oh. like blockbustery horror movie that'd be fun yeah that'd be really interesting i still need to see uh the nightingale i keep putting it off because i hear it's like really a lot and also the babadook yeah, is also really a lot i've only seen it once and i always want to watch it again but i'm like that's very like emotionally draining. Movie. It really is. Yeah. Why can't you be normal, <laughs> Duke? Duke, Duke. <laughs> Just us saying Duke and Brendan going, mm-hmm. <laughs> "Good, <laughs> good job, guys." <laughs> very good. You're taking the thing from the movie. Um, the last thing I think we should talk about is the Bond me, and then we can get out of here. Oh boy. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it, it <laughs> made me very hungry for a Bon Me. <laughs> yeah, it's another thing. It's like, I don't know, like this. I guess it's a small town in New England somewhere, but it it does. Illinois. A lot of the, uh, what would you say, incidental dialogue feels very like kind of um, monoculture and like kind of white people dialogue, if if that makes any sense. Where it's just like yes, white people. I mean, yeah, I mean that makes that sense. tracks. It's Explain. you know, it's set in a Midwest town full of white people. Oh yeah, Midwest, <laughs> right? It's like, what's a bond me? It's like, oh look, I put peanut butter and jelly on it. It's like, okay, bond me, bond you. God, yeah. <laughs> um, peanut butter and jelly bond me is it is a horrible idea. It <laughs> it it poisons the soul, and what's maybe the- that's the scariest thing in the movie. <laughs> it's something that would probably be at the grand central market or something in in downtown la um some sort of food pop-up like hey here's our fusion peanut butter and jelly bond me and it's like no i'm not spending 20 (laughs) dollars on this yeah like i'm sure it's totally fine because it's bread and peanut butter and jelly um but it's just like such a waste such a waste of potential (laughs) he does say the bonds more about the bread than the than the contents so Mm -hmm, yes and the meat this this yeah yeah it's like you know it's it's just a scene that's like very long and intentionally comic and like it's fine it's there yeah 
the only consolation that uh, Lori and her daughter really have is Lori's like, I was wrong to raise you the way I did, but at least I can protect you. I'm just like, yeah, I just, can you just rewrite this whole script though? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if we saw cohesive. If we saw more than one scene of them together before this, like, you know, d- build that into the movie. <laughs> yeah. Just, I like the idea of yeah. Tommy being like, even seeing the script, be like, yeah, that that's good, but can you just like rewrite the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> I said something similar last night about Dear Evan Hansen, didn't I? I don't remember. I I think I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think you were just like, this just shouldn't have been made. <laughs> well, with our Bon Me talk, I guess that's our uh, our discussion on mm. 2018 Halloween. Um. Does anybody have any final final notes before we before we head out? <laughs> final final notes. Nah, I I, I I got out my what I had to say. <laughs> well, uh, I thought I didn't think it was that bad. I, I thought it was uh, you know enjoyable enough. I I always like a good thing where the family of the last girl stands up against the big bad guy. So in a way, I'm having fun still at least. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not like a miserable rewatch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot to do. I forgot to mention that. Like Connor, you've. You've only seen the first one, right? Yeah, I've only I've only seen this Halloween, and then I haven't seen the other three or the, the other two. But you haven't seen like the original original. I've seen the original original, and that's so at least the I only know what you guys are talking about. That's the only other one you've seen. Yeah, I, the after that, I'm pretty sure I subliminally knew that it it just got crazy town. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our episode and thoughts on Halloween. <laughs> well, well, there you have something it. we watched. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? It's out there now. It's in the internet. <laughs> I want them to do another uh, Michael Myers uh, internet movie, kind of like Resurrections. Like I want him Hell to yeah. be in the. In the <laughs> it should be set in the early two thousands, and he's like he's in it. the interwebs. I would love that. That'd be fun. And he's killing people like... with the code. <laughs> that sounds like that one Skype movie with like the friends who got that one girl and sh- and her ghost comes back to kill them all. Unfriended. Unfriended. Thank you. Yeah, that was pretty You're fun. So welcome. That was pretty yeah. fun. Unfriended uh, is fun. <laughs> um, Brennan, how would you rank these this new trilogy? Because you've seen them all now. Oh, um, uh, number one, this one. Number two, Halloween Kills, and number three, Halloween Ends. Oh, so great! I'll just just <laughs> a, a, a big great. slope downward. Can't wait. <laughs> Oh, well, great. <laughs> Brennan Klein, thank you so much for joining us today. To talk yeah, about thank you movie. so much for having me. Uh, it's always great having you around spooky times. Um, <laughs> we need to make it a tradition, and I guess we should do it at other times of the year. I always feel bad when I'm like, yeah. oh, this person's great to have on this. Like, like we have our friend Marin on for like Christmas time. I'm like, I should have her on at some other point, too. But like, <laughs> there's just certain sections. But hey, we maybe... We like to pigeonhole our guests. Yeah, we ours. love to pigeonhole people. <laughs> say they only do one thing, but... Um, but also the Evil Dead movies are coming out in April, the new one, rather, Ooh. so we'll probably cover Ooh. it yeah. maybe no, sooner I'd... than October. You know, reach out. I'm around. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, do you have anything to plug? Uh, not really. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at It's Raining Brands. That's where you can hear about all the <laughs> podcasts and writing and stuff that I do, and that's kind of the my home base. Nice. Connor, what do you have to plug? Uh, if you enjoy the sound of my voice, you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games. You probably enjoy Starship Impala. I actually play role-playing game podcasts where me and four other friends play the Starfinder game. You can find us on Apple Podcast app or on SoundCloud. Tyler, what about you? Uh, follow me on Instagram. Sorry, I just saw a quote that I <laughs> I just remembered they were in the in the uh, 
cemetery and they're just talking about the people that are buried there and they said that bernie mac was buried there and that was a really weird line that i just remembered <laughs> <laughs> it's really bizarre okay follow me on instagram and twitter at tiami vice uh follow us on all social medias at franchise pod uh like share subscribe give us a five-star review on apple Podcasts. it'll help us to grow the show you can Woo. check us out uh, anywhere. I mean, if you're already listening, you're already listening. Thank you so yeah. much to Nick Viverka for the music and Grayson Hansen for the artwork. Nick Viverka is the John Carpenter of the franchise. I'll That's say so that. so true. <laughs> High praise, Nick. High praise. And until next time, fuck college. Go somewhere. Go to Mexico. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs>